BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. This is Jack Rico, and I'm pretty excited for the sixth podcast episode of Highly Relevant. On my show this week are two of the biggest names in Hispanic entertainment. Rafael Amaya, the star of El Señor de los Cielos, Telemundo's number one novella in the country, and arguably the most famous actor in telenovelas right now. He's here to discuss his crossover move to USA's The Queen of the South, bilingual TV viewership, and the reasons narco-novelas are the hottest thing going on in TV right now. Also joining me is Enrique Santos, a tour de force Latin radio jock who departed Univision Radio to take on one of the biggest roles in the radio industry. What is that new role? Why did he leave? What are his opinions on podcasts and music streaming services? And his answer? Which is the best language to reach Hispanics on the radio? That plus all the top bicultural stories in pop culture that you might have missed this week. This week, something historic happened on television. Aurelio Casillas, the main character of the Telemundo narconovela El Señor de los Cielos, left his Spanish-language show to cross over onto the storyline of an English-language narconovela on the USA network called The Queen of the South. This is essentially a bilingual TV fan's dream come true. Rafael Amaya, the actor who plays Aurelio Casillas, joins me now on the podcast to chat about this landmark TV moment. Rafael, bienvenido al podcast. Muchísimas gracias por la invitación. Bueno, Rafael, no recuerdo que algo tan creativo se haya hecho anteriormente en la televisión. ¿Cómo se llevó a cabo este cruce televisivo de dos culturas e idiomas y por qué crees que no se ha hecho anteriormente? Porque estamos evolucionando, estamos en una nueva era donde ya el, el, los latinos, nosotros latinos nos estamos manifestando de diferentes formas y esta es una forma de manifestarnos y decir este, queremos ver Queremos traer lo mejor eh, o lo que estamos viendo a, a, a sus pantallas. Juntar este, es que el personaje haga el crossover y, y no el actor. O sea, pues normalmente el actor es el que hace el crossover haciendo a los personajes. Entonces, es, es lo típico. Y que haya pasado esto, pues es atípico. Es algo pues raro, es algo diferente. <risa> sí, es algo, algo único, algo especial. Que, que, que nos gusta y, y esperemos que siga pasando con otros personajes eh, que nos gusta ver a nosotros pues, en la televisión eh, y, y que, que estén trabajando y, y interactuando con, con actores y actrices súper pues, importantes aquí en el mercado general. La cadena USA oficialmente anunció que renovaron The Queen of the South para una segunda temporada. ¿Te veremos a ti y al personaje de regreso en la próxima temporada? No, eso no se sabe todavía, pero a, a, 
existen pues, muchas posibilidades. Vamos a ver si, si sí o no. Eh, ya sabes cómo es Aurelio. Pero, ¿sabes, ¿sabes qué es lo que me gusta de Aurelio Casillas? Que, que, pues, que no me puede matar en la serie. Tengo que hacer las sí. otras. Entonces, es como eso fue antes. Este, pues tengo que, entonces, como fregado se hizo la 1, la 2, la 3 y la 4. Y, y la quinta que ya viene en camino. ¿Pero a ti personalmente te gustaría regresar al show? Pues sí, claro. Me gustaría, me gustaría, claro. Claro. A mí me encanta jugar. Mí, yo, soy, yo soy como... Cuando estoy jugando, soy un, un niño chiquito jugando a ser alguien más, pero sé, sé que hay un guión, sé que hay cámaras, estoy consciente de todo el negocio, de la seriedad, del rigor, del respeto que se debe de tener. Eh, cosas que a un niño le vale gorro, ¿no? Pero, o sea, me refiero a la imaginación, me gusta jugar, me gusta eh, eh, compartir y divertirme, ¿no? Y te, pues, bueno, también hay que comportarse, ¿no? ¿no? Todo el tiempo hay que estar como un niño ahí este, jugando, haciendo desastre, pero. Pero sí, estoy muy contento, muy contento de, de poder expandir mi, mi carrera, mi, los horizontes están, ya los veo más cercanos, ya estoy más, más, este, más, más de este lado haciendo esos personajes, así, por lo menos así me siento. Um, para que este crossover funcione a maravilla, me imagino que tus fans tendrían que entender un poco de inglés. ¿Crees que ellos hablan exclusivamente en español o que son bilingües? No. No, ahora la, la, las nuevas generaciones y los, los fans, pues, este, hablan no nada más dos idiomas, sino tres idiomas y están muy bien informados. Y aparte, igual ya están, le ponen subtítulos en español, yo creo. Sí. <risa> que, que no estaría, que no estaría mal, pero pues ya ahorita la gente es, es, es bicultural, ya tienes las dos culturas, ya. Nosotros los latinos ahorita, pues como, como tú, por ejemplo, ahorita te escuché un perfecto español, de un perfecto inglés y un perfecto español. Right. Este, me parece, me parece maravilloso, mágico. O sea, también en la radio, escucho a los locutores de la radio que están hablando perfecto español y ah, pues es un locutor eh, de aquí, eso pues es un gringo, ¿no? Y dices, no, pues sabes qué, pues no, soy mexicano. <risa> sí, tienes razón. Son, son, o sea, son, es gente bilingüe y eso me parece maravilloso que, que la gente está bien, muy bien preparada. Y, y hago en inglés, o por lo menos lo entienden. Mi papá tiene 71 años y jamás pensó que iba a entender el inglés. ¿De veras? Mi papá es de rancho, mi papá es este, el, más, el más terco, el más cerrado. Y, y se divierte mucho entendiendo el inglés y hablando inglés, inventándose palabras. <risa> sí. <risa> sí. Sí, papá, papá, esa, esa, esa palabra no existe. Papá. Ah, me vale gorro. <risa> Pero me entendiste, ¿no? Sí, sí, te entendí, pero pues, no existe esa palabra. Man. Y este, pues así es, así es la, la, la generación. Y la, y la que no, pues también, mi papá pues también le entra ahí a la jugada, que tiene 71 años, imagínate. Oye, qué bien. Bueno, entonces, ¿cómo ves la dinámica televisiva aquí, Rafael? ¿Crees que los televidentes de Telemundo irán a verte en inglés? ¿Y piensas que existe la posibilidad que televidentes de la cadena USA ahora tengan esa curiosidad de verte en español de ahora en adelante? Telemundo es una cadena para, para los latinos eh, en general. Y aquí en Estados Unidos es, tenemos un alto porcentaje, muy alto, de, de, de latinos. Y fue pues, hecha con, con este objetivo principal para que la gente de aquí la viera. Y y pues la mayor parte, una gran parte, si sí, no es que la, pues la, mayor, la mayoría, pues habla, habla, habla inglés y, y la aceptaron, la cogieron y, y les gusta mucho. 
y yo creo que sí la van, sí la van a ver, sí la van a ver, y, y este, sobre todo por la historia, por, por los personajes que están, que también son, son bilingües, y, y son latinos, ellos son, son, son latinos, entonces pues, hay que apoyarnos entre nosotros, porque si no nos apoyamos entre nosotros, pues ¿quién nos va a apoyar? Verdad, tienes razón. Estos dos shows son narconovelas. ¿Por qué crees que el formato de la narconovela ha tenido tanto éxito entre la comunidad hispana? Porque es una realidad que estamos viviendo. Es una, una realidad fea. O sea, eh, nuestro, nuestro trabajo como, como cuentacuentos es eh, mostrarles una realidad a la gente que a lo mejor no quieren ver. Ciertas gentes también. Esto que estamos contando es algo que ya se ha contado, ya se ha dicho, ya se ha leído en varios libros, periódicos, en la radio, en la televisión. Eh, y nosotros pues juntamos toda esta información para hacer una, también una especie de, una forma de denuncia social y, y contarles al mundo, contarles que lo que está pasando en nuestro, en nuestro país. No nos podemos quedar con los brazos cruzados o callados porque pues, no es nuestro estilo como latinos sino todo lo contrario de hablar y decirles, hey, pues esto es lo que pasa. Y esto es lo que, lo que le están haciendo a nuestro, a nuestro, a nuestro centro de Sudamérica. O sea, eh, me siento como que es mi responsabilidad como artista reflejar mi realidad. Una realidad que no es muy buena, pero pues tengo que entretener a la gente. Les cuento un cuento con matices de realidad. Y, y pues esta es nuestra nuestra misión, y aparte pues la gente se acerca más, porque pues es cierto lo que están contando, no es un melodrama donde, donde te cuentan siempre lo mismo, y ya sabes cómo va a terminar, que la protagonista va a terminar con el protagonista, y es una historia de Rosita, y dices, no es cierto, la gente no habla así, aquí quién habla, who talks like that, o sea, es como que dices, no, eso no pasa. Pero Rafa, ¿tú no crees que de alguna manera u otra... Eh, este tipo de, de contenido es un contenido que glorifica la cultura narco, ¿no? No, no, al contrario. Estamos contando la historia. Estamos contando lo que realmente pasó. Eh, nos, lo que estamos contando nosotros es ficción. Es, es, este, es, 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 es un cuento. Es, una, es para entretener. Claro, pasó, pero cambiamos los nombres. Las situaciones son las mismas. Yo más bien, fíjate que yo me preocuparía más por, por las noticias que, que dan a diario los medios, algunos medios de comunicación, porque esa es nuestra realidad, tal cual y como es. Porque así es como lo tienen que hacer. Nosotros te contamos ficción, un cuento. Entonces yo te diría, ¿por qué las noticias dicen lo que dicen? Están glorificando o están informando, o están informando lo que está pasando, pero están dándole publicidad. Uh -huh. Si nadie hiciera caso, a lo mejor ellos mismos dijeron, ah, pues no voy a salir en la tele, ah, pues no... ¿Para qué lo voy a hacer si no me voy a hacer famoso? ¿no? Entonces hay, hay, hay muchas, muchas, eh, muchos cuestionamientos que son válidos. Es una democracia pues, saludable este, hablar, hablar y cuestionar eh, las cosas. Me parece maravilloso, pero pues es lo que está pasando y no podemos tapar el sol con un dedo. Sí. No podemos decir a la gente, ah, porque fíjate, yo viví en España siete años y todas las noticias que se escuchaban allá eh, eran que, que México estaba muy bien, la economía perfecta y todo está maravilloso. Y hablaba con mis amigos, no, no manches, o sea, cambia. Relaciones exteriores decide qué es lo que se va a decir, lo que no se va a decir al mundo. Pero México, por, o sea, los que estamos dentro estamos sufriendo de, por una realidad pues terrible, que es el, el narcotráfico. Pero pues nosotros le vamos a decir a través de una serie 
eh, y varias que ya vienen, vienen detrás después del Señor de los Cielos, después de la Reina del Sur también, lo que está pasando en nuestro país a través de, de esto. Y la gente se acerca, ¿sabes por qué? Ha tenido mucho éxito, porque es lo que, vi, lo que, vi, lo que vivimos, es con lo que crecimos en nuestro pueblo, en lo, con nuestra gente, lo que escuchamos, no, pues que mataron a un tío, no, pues que una balacera y pues le tocó una bala o algo, Ajá. o que estaba metido en el negocio porque pues eh, en México no hay, no hay posibilidades de trabajo, o te vas a Estados Unidos o te metes de narco o te mueres de hambre, no más hay tres opciones. Entonces pues eh, no hay, no hay, no hay, no hay que hacer, o sea, desafortunadamente hay un alto porcentaje de, de hambre, de desempleo, de, de gente muy, muy pobre. Eh, y no, irónicamente hay gente muy muy rica el, el hombre más rico del mundo está en México Carlos Entonces, Lee, hay, sí. muy, muy, hay muchas cosas muy, muy contradictorias en, en nuestro país y, y yo no soy político, yo soy actor mi única manera de, de poder ayudar a mi país es poniendo mi granito de arena contando una historia como esta y para finalizar Rafael ¿estás interesado en continuar haciendo proyectos en inglés en el futuro? ¿te gustó la experiencia? sí, sí en inglés, en chino <risa> sí. en, en como sea. <risa> Es trabajo, compa. No, sí, como sea, ya me gente lo que hacía, chino. Bueno, y con eso lo dejamos, Rafael. Muchísimas gracias por estar en el, en el podcast. Sí, muchas gracias. Y gracias por... No, es que las preguntas tú ibas llevando la, la entrevista y me parece perfecto. You can catch Rafael Amaya on El Señor de los Cielos every weeknight on Telemundo and you can catch his crossover appearance on USA's The Queen of the South, now on demand. It's time for Jacked In, where we plug ourselves in to recap the most highly relevant bicultural pop culture stories that happened this week. Let's begin with the top movie news of the week. Chris Pratt goes on record and says Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 will be the biggest spectacle movie of all time. Puerto Rican actor Benicio del Toro is in negotiations to star in the Predator reboot directed by Shane Black for 20th Century Fox. Director David O. Russell teams with Prada for a short film, and David Lynch's Mulholland Drive was named the top film of the 21st century by the BBC. Changing over to the small screen, Cuban-American Ryan Lochte got bum-rushed on Dancing with the Stars, and it was hilarious. Saturday Night Live made history by hiring Melissa Villaseñor, the first-ever Latina SNL cast member. Her debut will be October 1st on NBC. Devious Maid's Puerto Rican actress Rosalind Sanchez will star in Lifetime's Death of a Vegas Showgirl and USA Suits' star Gina Torres has left the show and will now join ABC's The Catch from Shonda Rhimes. Switching to music, Lady Gaga has announced that Joanne will be the title of her new album dropping October 21st. She's also in talks to headline the Super Bowl halftime show. Mexican band Jesse and Joy announced U.S. tour date. Shockingly, Miami will not be a stop. Justin Timberlake said he's absolutely down for a potential Britney Spears collaboration. And Brazilian and Barcelona soccer star Neymar announced that he's now a singer. What the f***? In tech news, HBO and Cinemax are coming to a PlayStation near you. Instagram now lets you automatically filter out hater comments. Pandora debuts a $5 per month streaming service with more skips, replays, and offline access. Apple's iPhone 7 will be super limited in stores and all jet black models are already sold out. And you can now watch Twitter video like the NFL, your friends on the go video from your Apple TV, Fire TV, and Xbox One. Tweet, tweet. 
And we'll finish off with Broadway. Bill Murray's Groundhog Day will become a Broadway musical in spring 2017. The world premiere of Puerto Rican Oscar-nominated screenwriter Jose Rivera's The Maids will play New York beginning September 29th. Danny DeVito will make his Broadway debut in The Price next spring. And the Broadway revival of Anton Chekhov's The Cherry Orchard starring Diane Lane started previews this week and will officially open on October 16 at Roundabout's American Airlines Theater. It will run through December 4th. Ah, y antes de continuar al próximo segmento, felicitamos a todos nuestros compatriotas latinos en este mes de la herencia hispana y la independencia de México. Something crazy happened in Spanish-language radio recently, and it's become one of radio's top stories. Cuban-American morning jock Enrique Santos had the number one morning show on Univision Radio in Miami, regardless of language, and then overnight, he was gone. He surfaced days later in a partnership deal at iHeartRadio, America's largest owner of radio stations in the newly created role of chairman and chief creative officer of iHeart Latino. This new position puts him now as one of the most powerful and influential people in radio. So I reached out to him, and Enrique now joins me on this podcast exclusive to discuss the details of his Univision departure and what the future holds in his new role. Enrique, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, Jack. Very, very proud of the work that you, you're doing with our music. Uh, well, I say music because I know you like singing. Nobody knows, but Jack, <laughs> a bachata singer on the weekends. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Very proud because you're the only Latino that's doing what he's doing for our for our movies. I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. And you do it well, my friend. Muchísimas gracias. Thank you so much. Well, listen, look, congrats on the job, um, but let's get right into it. What was the principal reason that led you to this new chapter in your career? Well, you know, Jack, all my uh, this I've been working for this moment all my adult career, to be totally honest with you. You know, I had to step back and, and be honest with myself about where, where I was and where I wanted to be career-wise. I have been blessed to have close to a, you know, almost two decades now of, of broadcasting. I've had, I've learned a lot. You know, I started my radio career with Spanish Broadcasting System and then moved on to UCI with Univision. And, uh, and, and now obviously with this huge move and uh, step forward and step up with uh, iHeart and forming iHeart uh, Latino. Jack, you know me well. You know that I'm a person that's fueled by personal uh, reinvention and I enjoy, you know, challenging myself even beyond my, my, my own expectations. And so in analyzing this and taking this step, I felt it was it was time to take my talent and experience beyond the mic. Um, you know, this this new deal uh, allows me the, the creative flexibility and freedom to, to dream up, to 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 execute, uh, to create new new avenues. It is this is a, a motivational jumpstart for me personally, um, professionally and certainly for for my love and passion uh, for radio. You know, and now I'm, I'm I'm proud to not only be able to to drive, but to elevate and to create new opportunities for myself and again for my Latino brothers and sisters. And I'm I'm truly excited about this. Uh, you know, for the, for the future of, of Latinos in media, uh, you and me are included here, right? Because you've been doing this as well on another angle, Alan, when it comes to, uh, to to movies and entertainment. Basically, the same thing you're doing. So you've been indirectly an inspiration for me watching watching you grow oh well thank you man it may it, it you know excites me about what the future is and what's possible i'm very very excited about that uh, you know about our future latinos in media and what's possible and this is a uh this this arrangement between uh, enrique santos and 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 iheart is a highly strategic approach that truly demonstrates iheart's uh, respect and understanding of of the role that we latinos play in today's america and i'm really looking uh, forward, I'm psyched to to be able to help 
lead and pave the way for future generations of Latinos. Now, how did this deal get done, Enrique? And what were the conversations you had with Bob Pittman, who's the CEO of iHeartRadio, about? There wasn't an iHeartRadio Latino before. That's right. Bob was very uh, transparent uh, with me and saying, Enrique, we've uh, uh, iHeart needs to do a lot better. Uh, we know Latinos are the future. We don't want to miss out. We've been watching you for a while, and we feel strongly that you are the one for this job. And I want you to feel comfortable. And I know that there is not a better fit for you. And these are his exact words. There is not a better fit for Enrique Santos than iHeart in his career. You know, he told me, I want you to lead us into the future. And I want you to use the resources we have in iHeart to launch iHeart Latino. And uh, in that process, I had to do a lot of soul searching. You know, obviously I was with a, a great company with uh, UCI. I had great uh, results there in, in, in radio. My contract had had expired. I was basically a free agent. How was it that they didn't snatch you up and sign you for a lifetime contract? That's what I'm still scratching my head, and I'm sure most of the people that know you are going, what happened? Well, you know, business is no fun. Uh, well, business is fun, but the process of actually executing business and business decisions get very complicated. Uh, for me, this business decision was, was, was a no-brainer. Uh, you know, I was looking for a company it's timing, actually. I was looking for somebody that wanted to team up with me and be a business partner. I wasn't looking to be an employee. And um, there's deals, that, there's parts of this deal that that I really don't don't want to get in, don't need to get into. I can just tell you that I, I doubt that there is a, I know that there is not a, as far as from a Latino is concerned, a, a deal like mine that has ever existed. This has been groundbreaking. This is historic. This comes off the heels of, and again, timing, a combination of my contract with UCI had, had expired. I recently signed, as you know, with, uh, with my brother, Mark Anthony's uh, Magnus media, media company, Magnus Media, who is, uh, is uh, led by uh, Mark, of course, and the CEO, uh, my good friend, Michelle Vega, also my, my personal friend and attorney, Alexander Brown from the Concept Group. And basically, I sat down with them and I said, guys, you know, and, and together with Mark, and we said, how can we really elevate uh and and get this right and see where my brain is at how can i take my my talents beyond beyond the mic it, it just it's, it was timing so uci had expired it's the team that we formed with magnus media I, I was a free agent again and bob Pittman found out i was a free agent and we negotiated and here i am now this is a big job enrique there's a lot on your plate here uh, let me see if i can get all of this down uh you're in charge of all the latino strategy and development for the iheart latino stations you're also hosting the iheart latin fiesta as i understand it you not only have one show but you have two shows one in english and, and one in spanish and one in english plus thousands of other things. I think you're also involved in the development of English content programming as well. How are you wrapping your head around this job? They're, they are definitely a lot of hats. When you're passionate and you love with what you do, love what you do, it, it, it it's not really a job. It's just like, they're just decisions, <laughs> right. these, you know, that, that they come very, they've come very organically. I can tell you that, you know, we launched the station Friday. Originally, we were going to launch the station Monday. 294.9, right? 294.9, correct. Uh, Miami's new 294.9. And so we were going to launch Monday. We decided to launch Friday. And I can tell you, um, we didn't even, the station logo was something that I, that, I, that I had in mind. And very simply, I'm telling you, it has, they are a lot of hats, but the, the decisions are not difficult. 
Because again, it doesn't feel like we're working. We're just vibing with amazing people, uh, with this amazing company, iHeart, that has all the resources at my fingertips. Everything from web development to, uh, you know, for music programming and music tests uh, to, you know, graphic designers. And, and, and I'm telling you, we finalized the logo to the radio station late into the evening Thursday and we're sitting down designing it. And it's on billboards Friday. Um, yesterday we, we finalized the, the, the vehicle wraps with the whole army of cars that are going, of vehicles that are going out to promote, you know, the, the launch of our new radio station in, in Miami and, uh, the cars are being wrapped and we'll have them. What's today? Wednesday. We'll have them tomorrow or Friday, Friday morning. We'll, we'll have those vehicles. So again, this is a, a, an army of passionate people that get it. Um, I'm so psyched to, you know, to be working alongside professionals. And again, it's the resources that I have. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not alone. So although there are a lot of very big and important business decisions, they haven't been difficult to make because I've had the, the research, the people surrounded by the right people to make the intelligent and just common sense decision uh, that needs to be made to move forward. Now, you've stepped into the national stage with this position. Whenever you make a decision, it's going to be affecting the whole country. What is the overall vision here? What do you ultimately want to accomplish and how are you measuring success? I want to, I hate to sound cliche, but empower our people. What you know, we go back to basics. What radio is truly about is to entertain and to inform. And, uh, and we're going to take it back to basics, you know, to radio, radio 101. We, 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 you cannot ignore, nobody can ignore Latinos any longer in, in this country and the power that we represent when we're in the voting booth, the power that we uh, represent uh, on, on the business side of it. And it's a very, it's a historic moment in, in, in time. We know it's an election year. We know that there's a candidate that's been talking a lot of negative things against, you know, against our Mexican brothers, brothers and sisters, specifically singling them out, but then in turn referencing, re referencing the, the rest of Latinos in in the uh, and minorities and immigrants, period, and, and even religious groups. So, and there's a lot of division. So, what I want to accomplish, Jack, is unity, right? So, my questions are: when I'm going to sleep now at night and looking at the titles and all the interviews with you and the Associated Press and Billboard, and I say to myself, "Wow, this is yes, a it's it's a humbling position and time in my life where I'm able to really reflect and what I've done right, what I've done wrong, look forward and really." You know, what's what's going to be my legacy? Enrique Santos, what do I leave behind? I'm proud now that I'm in a position where I'm able to lead by example. I want to be the guy. And at iHeart Latino, we want to be the voice of Latinos that are proud, not Latinos that are looked down upon or that are ridiculed or that are are in fear of having their families separated because there's a candidate that's running for the highest rank uh, ranking position of if my position is powerful imagine you know president of, of the united states and it's it's a matter of, of dignity our people deserve a lot more you've said before that you want to make radio great again in your opinion what are the greatest challenges facing the radio industry today uh along with the fragmented hispanic demographic that we're also sort of experiencing as well i remember years ago when people said oh my god mp3 players the death of radio oh my god uh, um you know, streaming. Oh my God. Um, satellite radio, the death of radio, the death of radio. It's not the case. Radio, I feel is very strong. Uh, we do have challenges, but then again, if you're, if you're the largest Hispanic media, I'm sorry, let me rewind. If you're the largest media company in the United States, 
And now you just launched a division that's called iHeart Latino. We're a major power uh, to be reckoned with. And the fact that and the commitment from uh, iHeart, from Bob Pitt, Bob Pittman down to really uh, give us the space, the position, the exposure, the seriousness that we deserve is uh, is very motivating. Our podcast, The Future of Radio, and what is your opinion of them? You're speaking it in a podcast right now, and a lot of people are saying that it reminds them a lot of radio. Yes, podcasts are very important. I think some people have, and some media companies have not paid attention to podcasts. I think uh, now you have a lot more companies paying attention to podcasts, people trying to see how they can monetize on it. So absolutely, mon- podcasts are very, very important. And Jack, the bottom line, be it a podcast, be it a radio show, people, why do, you know, who do, who are we talking to? Who's listening to this podcast now? Who's listening to you and I? It's somebody that wants to be informed or it's somebody that needs compañía, right. somebody that needs a companion. And much more so when it comes to Latinos, a lot of our, you know, parents, grandparents, what have you. Uh, or Latinos are coming, migrating from other countries. They are trying to assimilate. They don't know the, they don't know the language. And so, what's the best way to do it? To learn the language. Well, I'm going to listen. Well, they're going to go to. They're going to. They're going to gravitate to something that they relate to, right? But primarily, in the case of radio, why are they listening to radio? They want company. We are that. We are their 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 company. You know, people don't want a jukebox. <laughs> right. uh, people want somebody that they can that they can relate. Any of us can have a jukebox. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Bob Pittman had said in an interview that he felt like a radio was like going to a bar. Uh, <laughs> that you walk in there and people know you. People tell jokes. People entertain you. They give you some music. You know, and it's like going to a party to a certain extent, which then leads exactly. me now. Which leads me now to the next topic of streaming, because that's what he was comparing it to. How do you compete with streaming today, Enrique? I mean, I think that the challenge is Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. Now they have Y YouTube Music, and Pandora was just announced they're, they're going to be launching a spinoff for a music streaming service. It seems like everyone, as soon as they get in their car, they're plugging into some sort of music streaming service that's competing with radio. So when you're confronted with that issue... What is your immediate reaction on how to, I guess... Well, I think we're constantly learning, right? And I think that anybody that thinks that they have all the answers, that's that's a recipe for, for a mistake, and they're making a, a huge mistake. So I know I know more now uh, than, than I knew going into this, going into the podcast with, with here on your on your podcast, because my brain was somewhere else, and you got me thinking of different things, and my, my you know, my brain is, is you, you got me, you got me thinking, right? So that, that, Maybe he gave me answers that I didn't have before, just in having a, a very nice conversation. That's the conversation we're having. Yeah, it's very similar, like what Bob would say, walking into a bar. Uh, the streaming, yeah, it, it it's there. We're constantly looking ways how we could, you know, how we tie tie everything in. Um, but I think when you're able to hit them on all platforms, you know, uh, with social media, uh, you know, all all digital platforms. When you tie in, when you tie in radio, you tie in terrestrial radio with all the social media platforms. You're able to stream it uh, with, with Facebook Live, like I'm doing now on a daily thing. I'm learning every. T- it's something that I used to fire up every now and then, but now I'm, on my mentions, I'm doing a daily Facebook Live, and I, I'm learning something new every single time that I fire up the the Facebook Live. And so, you know, it's the evolution. You got to constantly be recreating yourself evolving. I'll tell you when I started my Facebook live, I first started up to say, Hey, what you guys doing? Where are you guys at? Tell me where you're at. What are you doing? A shot giving. And then that evolved to giving people, give me shout outs. Now I've turned my radio show into, I've done a radio program on my Facebook live. That's turned into a component where we give giveaways with our iHeart Fiesta Latina that's coming up. Uh, 
in no, on November 5th here at the American Airlines Arena. At the same time, we're 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 informing, right? And we're entertaining and such. And in, in the fact that I'm 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 giving news as I would as if I was live on the radio, but I'm doing it specifically and exclusive exclusively on on Facebook Live. So this is just one example how I'm, how you just gotta constantly recreate, answer, uh, go back to the drawing board, and not be not be afraid to to make mistakes. We don't have all the answers. We're not going to have all the answers. We live, we learn. Even with the, the launch of this, this is our very first baby, my first baby, Tuno 24 Nueve. With my, it's my first execution role, and with iHeart Latino. Uh, but from from this, we're learning about rebranding. We're learning about relaunching, uh, reinventing ourselves. Not not doing stuff that's been repeated in this in the past. Not something that's going to sound stale. You know, and everything from the simplicity of 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 the of, of our logos to the feel and sound, uh, and like I learned in the police academy, kiss, keep it simple, short. Right. <laughs> when you they, they teach you when you're writing a police report, K I S S, keep it simple, short. So our delivery and execution, and and working with our and re reinventing, um, with with our with our DJs, DJ Extreme, who's now on the air now till October third. You know, keeping up, keeping my my seat warm as as we're figuring things out for our very exciting launch on on october 3rd and other djs that we have and as we'll start rolling out in other day parts uh bob Pittman believes that you're the embodiment of the future of radio because you're bilingual but i also happen to think that that's also its same <coughs> dilemma but how do you reach hispanics in 2016 enrique spanish or english well, who who are Hispanics in 2016, right? Because I'm a, I was born in Chicago, Illinois. My you know uh, my parents are from Cuba, but I feel I mean I feel more I feel more American than 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 Cuban. Although I do feel Cuban American, um, I've had my you know I don't feel the same way as, and proud right now as I did when I was 15 or 16. Incluso when I was 15 or 16, I was ashamed to be driving for the first time in, a, in my mom's car, I remember, and listening to Spanish music with my windows down where people would pull up, what is he listening to? When I was listening to a Jerry Rivera, you know, Cara de Niño, <laughs> for example. <laughs> yeah, me too. So now to, you know, to, to be friends with him and not to play his music, and it's 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 crazy. We're, we're so diverse. English speakers, bilinguals, Spanish dominant, English dominant, you know, who is Latino? We're, we're huge. You really can't put a finger on us. So that's the exciting and challenging part. I know you have to go. Last question. Uh, Elvis Duran once said, traditional radio is not going to die. It's going to evolve. How do you see, how does Enrique Santos see the evolution of radio in the next five years? And how do you see yourself contributing to it? I think radio is going to get only realer. I see myself contributing in that I'm, I'm proud, obviously, not only in this position, but that I have the power to create, to dream, create, and execute. Um, and, uh, I am a person that's very open-minded. Again, I don't have all the answers. I'm passionate about this. That's what drives me. Um, we will, we're, we're going to figure it out. We have all the resources here at, at iHeart with iHeart Latino. We are moving forward. We are full throttle. And this, this is a serious moment. Um, I can tell you that now moving the cross promotions that we are doing, uh, and that you mentioned Elvis Duran, I had Froggy from the Elvis Duran yeah, show. I saw on that my, on Instagram. Yeah, so those are ways to how we're we're cro how we're cross promoting and how we're you know really thinking outside the box, and that's the that's the direction that all of us here are 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 facing.
We're facing in the in, in the right direction. We're facing into the future. Congratulations once again, man, and all the best luck. We're rooting for you. Gracias, Jack. Te quiero. And, and look out for Jack Rico on, on Enrique Santos on, the, on Tu Mañana con Enrique Santos starting October 3rd. As the man said, you can now catch Enrique Santos on the new Tu 94.9 in Miami and iHeartRadio apps beginning October 3rd and connect with him on all social media platforms. We're close to the end of the show, but I'd be remiss if I didn't remind you that this Sunday night at 8 p.m. on ABC is the 68th Primetime Emmys with host Jimmy Kimmel. And the question many people are asking is, if Amy Poehler, fresh off her Creative Arts Emmy win, will show up to celebrate her early award with Tina Fey. I spoke about it with Kathy Lee and Hoda on the Today Show this week. Um, our girl Amy Poehler got, an, got Emmy. an Emmy. She got an Emmy. She got a Creative Arts Emmy. And yeah. you know, this is news is because Amy Poehler has been nominated 17 times and oh has never gosh, won. It's like Susan Lucci. So, yeah. That's right. That's right. so she wins this one for an appearance she did on SNL with Tina Fey. So they're co-sharing oh. this Creative Arts Emmy, which is like a precursor to the actual Emmys coming up this Sunday. Uh, ironically, she was not there to accept it along with Tina. I'm tired of waiting for them. <laughs> Believe me, I know. <laughs> but, you know, the question is now, will they, will her and, uh, and, and uh, Tina be showing up to the primetime Emmys this coming Sunday? So you might be asking, what about movies to see this weekend? Anything good? Well, here's a look at what I saw and recommend. Why do you want to join the CIA? I'd like to help my country make a difference in the world. The NSA is really tracking every cell phone in the world. Oliver Stone's thriller Snowden about former NSA agent Edward Snowden makes its premiere this weekend. So you have no idea which of us is the father? Surely one of those dates is more likely. Also, Renee Zellweger returns in the role of Bridget Jones in the third installment, Bridget Jones's Baby. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Howard has directed a new music documentary on the Beatles titled The Beatles, Eight Days a Week, The Touring Years. You can read my in-depth reviews of these new releases and more at showbizcafe.com right now. It's a miracle in a way they didn't go mad. (laughs) But we had each other and we brought that to the music. That's it for episode number six of Highly Relevant. I want to thank Rafael Amaya and Enrique Santos for coming on the podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, please email me at highlyrelevant at showbizcafe.com. That's highlyrelevant at showbizcafe.com. Also, if you like the podcast, share it and tell your friends to please subscribe, rate it, and leave a review. It makes a major difference in reaching a wider audience. We're also now on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher for you Android users. And see you again next Friday on another episode of Highly Relevant. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.